Good morning. It's Pastor Maria Murphy, and this is morning prayer. I'm just going to pull this up because this morning I am not seeing our link. So I just want to make sure that we are live. We are. Good morning to you today. Let me just bring this up so I can see everybody. Hallelujah. All right. Here we are. Okay, good. We are up. Well, welcome this morning and thank you for uh, joining us. It's Monday morning. It is December the 12th and uh, it is a day that the Lord has made before the foundations of the world. This day was created. Your life was created. My life was created. It was, uh, we were destined to live uh, today and God knew exactly what we would be doing today. Good morning and happy Monday to you, Ivan. God bless you today. Uh, uh, we had a little bit of snow this morning, quite fun, <laughs> uh, but uh, thank God it's not snowing now. It's uh, just lingering on the ground, but we'll be okay. Uh, this is not my favorite time of year, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll get through it. We are in New England. So uh, this morning I was reading 1 John uh, chapter 4. And I was reading uh, several verses in there, uh, just kind of thinking about the love of God and his love for us and uh, how that uh, affects us and, and, and what that means for us and, and how, uh, how we operate in his love. So I, I want to read those verses to you. Uh, let's see, I'll go with from verse 15. So 1 John 4, I'm reading out of the Amplified Classic. Uh, it says, anyone who confesses, acknowledges, owns that Jesus is the son of God, God abides, lives, makes his home in him, and he abides, lives, makes his home in God. Uh, and one of the translations in this verse talks about how when, uh, when we confess Jesus, uh, as the son of God, that God gives us his life. Cause remember it says that Jesus came, that we might have eternal life and that word eternal life is the Zoe kind of life. It's the life, the kind of life that God lives or the kind of life that God has. Good morning, Donna. God bless you today. And so it's the kind of life that God has and, and that he lives. That's the kind of life that's been deposited in us, uh, in our recreated spirit. When we receive Jesus, uh, there's that, the a whole change that takes place. It's not just words we say, uh, but there's something that we bring about in our lives. We introduce our lives to the life of God. And so, uh, we were once in darkness, we're in light. So much happens spiritually in us and it has an effect on our physical, uh, as much as we yield to the spiritual part of the process, we'll see, uh, physically manifest in our lives as well. Our behaviors change, our attitudes change, uh, the things we do change, you know, uh, previously before we were born again, maybe we, we church wasn't important to us, that kind of thing. And then all of a sudden now we're in church, we're going to church. Uh, we begin to tithe, uh, we begin to pray every day. 
day, read our word every day, uh, that kind of thing. We grow and develop the more we yield to the spiritual aspect of the eternal life, the life that kind of the that God has. Uh, then we see it manifest in our life every day. Uh, we increase in that activities that lean in that direction. And so then verse 16 says, and we know, understand, recognize, are conscious of by observation and by experience and believe, adhere to and put faith in and rely on the love God cherishes for us. God is love and he who dwells and continues in love dwells and continues in God and God dwells and continues in him. And so uh, then it says in 17, and in this union and communion with him, love is brought to its completion and attains perfection with us that we may have confidence for the day of judgment with assurance and boldness to face him because as he is, so are we in this world. Glory to God. And then it says in verse 18, there is no fear in love. Dread does not exist, but full grown, complete, perfect love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror for fear brings with it the thought of punishment. And so he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love is not yet grown into love's complete perfection. So then we see we love him because he first loved us. Then verse 20, if anyone says, I love God and hates, detests, abominates his brother in Christ, he is a liar for he does not, he, who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. Good morning. Good evening to you, Maricon. God bless you today. And this command, charge, order, injunction, we have from him that he who loves God shall love his brother, believer also. Good morning, mom. God bless you today. So we see that the things we read here in 1 John 4, it ends with telling us this is a command. It is a command that those who love God love their fellow believers, love their brothers in Christ. And so this is a command we have from God. Uh, and it, it's important that we do that. This is how the love that God has put in us is shown to other people. And this is how we become mature in it. So it says here that there's no fear in love. Dread does not exist. Uh, you know what we have to address the feelings that we have. And so if I'm feeling, you see fear brings with it the thought of punishment. And it says he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love. And so if there's fear in our lives, if I am tolerating fear in any area, fear of, you know, uh, sickness, fear of, uh, disease, fear of, uh, you know, uh, various things that come our way and we just don't resist the fear, uh, but we give into the fear and we let the fear lead us. Um, 
that's it says love is what casts away fear when you know that you are loved by god because uh, here it says we know and believe knowing and believing it's two different things here otherwise it would have just said you know or you believe and so knowing and believing you see when we believe and and we know something we'll act like it we'll act like it when I know that the love that God has for me uh, and he desires that his love desires that I am, like it says in First John also, or Third John, it says that, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And so here it tells us that that's God's desire for us. That's his will for us. But if I'm fearful that I don't have enough, if I'm fearful that I don't, uh, you know, that I, uh, I, I'm constantly uh, going over things in my mind about situations that I'm facing in my life and it's constantly just replaying and replaying and replaying, I'm not living in the love of God, in the desire that God has for me. Uh, because if I knew and understood and believed fully that I am loved by him, I know he meets all of my needs. I know he takes care of me. Matthew 6 tells me not to worry, not to take any of those thoughts saying, you know, and it talks about like the simplest things, food and clothes. And it says he clothes, he clothes and feeds the flowers and the birds. <laughs> they don't, they, that's the simplest day-to-day -day things. If I know that God can take care of my day-to-day -day needs, if I know that, then I know he can take care of anything else. He starts with the simplest thing in mind. And so if he can take care of those things, he can take care. And he tells me not to worry about those. Then he can take care of anything else in my life. And if I know and believe that he loves me, I know that he takes care of everything. And so then I can operate in his kind of love with others. And I, I think that's the big part about this is, you know, maybe we receive the love of God and, well, oh yes, I, I have the love of God. But then how do I show that love and how? do I walk in that love with others without worry and without dread and without fear? Because see, if there's still, um, if I still have those nagging thoughts and feelings and worries, I'm still have that. That's because I'm not fully trusting in the love of God. I'm not fully trusting in his word. Uh, I shouldn't have any of those things. Uh, it tells us in his word, not to worry, worry is a sin. And so I can't say I'm walking in the love of God or I know he loves and believes he loves and still have fear. I need to renew my mind some more to the love of God and how that works and how he, his love for me works and, and, and how I need to show his love for somebody else. Uh, because feelings of worry, feelings of, uh, you know, uh, stress and feelings of this and that, when I'm trying to say I'm walking in love with someone, uh, if I still have that, then I'm not walking. I have not matured yet in the love of God. And, and all of us are working towards that maturity. It, that's something that it's, it's a work as much time and effort that we put into it, uh, allowing the spirit of God who poured his love, the love of the father into us, uh, working in cooperation and in partnership with him, uh, it, as much as I give myself to that, 
uh, is as much as I'll mature and grow in the love of God. And so, you know, when you put something in his hands, when you put something in the hands of your father, uh, there should be no feelings of worry or stress. If there's feelings of worry, stress, anxiety, fear, it's because I've not fully placed it in his hands. He said to cast all of our cares over on him. But if I've not, if I'm still worrying about it, it's not in his hands. Uh, I'm still saying, I know how to do this. I got this Lord hands off. I got this, even though I'm saying I'm putting it in your hands. No, 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 no. I, I still haven't released it to him. If I'm worried about it, I haven't put it in the master's hands because if I put it in his hands, uh, then I would not, I would be in rest. I would be in rest. And this is something we renew our minds to. It doesn't just happen because our natural minds, uh, we are natural worriers. That's, uh, you know, our minds will worry. You know, that's why the doctors do thousands of surgeries on ulcers and things of that nature, because people worry, uh, the stomach issues, different things of that nature. That's a result of worrying. And so, uh, you know, we may say, oh no, I'm not worried about it. Well, do you still have any anxiousness about it? Do you still have anxiety about it? If you do, then yes, you are worried about it. And so you got to turn that over to the Lord and renew your mind in that area. And, and that's what we have to do. I, I, I have to do this on a daily basis. We have to, maybe you got to put it in his hands again, uh, because, uh, the, the natural is, especially if you're a mother, and, and, or a wife, you know, we, as women, we, we like to, you know, we, we care and we're concerned. No, that's worry. That's worry. I'm concerned for them. Yeah. But what's it doing to you internally? Is there eh, eh, I'm worried. If that's any of that, that's not, that's not concern. I'm sorry to tell you and burst your bubble. It's not concern. That is worry. <laughs> and so we got to give that to the Lord and let go of it and rest, rest, uh, in him and know that he loves me so much. He loves my family so much. He loves my friends so much, uh, that he will take care of it when we put it in his hands. His love for me is not, it's not if I do this or do that, or don't do this or do, he just loves me. And so I need to know that. And the more I become mature in his love, uh, I can know this and I'll keep things in his hands because I know and believe he loves me and he's taking care of me. And so let's go before him today. And this comes out of, um, our union with him and communion. It says in union and communion, this comes from close fellowship with the father. We only get to this place with close fellowship with him. That's how we get to this place. Close fellowship with him. That means on a daily basis, I am communicating and fellowshipping with him. That's the only way this happens. It doesn't happen by, I communicate on Sunday at church. And then, um, if I think about it, not worried prayers, I'm not talking about rattling off. Oh Lord, help me with this. And then move on. No, I'm talking about sitting down and having close fellowship with him in his word in, and, and, and allowing him to speak to me and help me through any situation I have getting his direction, getting his, uh, correction, getting his protection 
protection. Uh, because if I go out and I do my own thing, I come out from under his protection. What he tells me to do and the direction that he gives me is my protection. And so if I'll do what he says, I'll be protected. If I go outside of that, I go out from the protection of God. Now I'm on my own. I'm on my own. Whatever happens, uh, I'm out on my own. Just like our kids. We set the rules. We tell them what to do. And then we guide them. They have to make their choice. They have to love gives people a choice. God gave Adam and Eve a choice. And so as you know, parents, we, we give them a choice. Here's life and death. <laughs> and then you will reap the rewards of your choices. And you'll also reap the consequences of your choices. And if you choose something that I told you not to do, guess what? You have consequences that we have too, that, that we give, give to you too. Well, that's how the Lord lets us choose. He says, here's my instruction and my direction. And then I choose, well, it seems easier if I do it this way or, but I'll have his protection if I do what he tells me to do, not my own understanding. Remember it says, there's a way that seems right unto a man. Uh, it seems right. It's naturally it's right, but it may not be God's desire for us. And so we have to know what he wants us to do. And just because I have a desire to do it doesn't mean it's his desire. Uh, it may be a strong desire in me to do it. And he may be saying, no, there's all kinds of red flags going up, but I'm just keep driving and the road and the road coming up. I just keep driving. Well, I'm going to suffer the consequences. It's not his doing. I'm deciding to go in that direction. And so we need to make sure we have his heart on it because we can fix uh, a lot of problems before they even occur, you know, before, and then we have to go undo all of the mess that we created. Uh, and then, you know, there's that opportunity to, to blame him and it's not him. God does not bring you into a place where, uh, brings you into a place where now you have to clean up a mess after what you want is done that then, okay, now, okay. Now you have a whole slew of, you know, problems behind you that you have to clean up. You no, no, that's not how God operates. Everything with him is smooth and, and it, it, it works out for your good and for the good of those around you. So thank him, uh, for showing you. Uh, what to do and then do it. Amen. We do it because we know and we, he loves us. We know and believe he loves us and he only wants the best for us. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your purpose in our life. We thank you for your plan and we thank you uh, uh, for your love. Oh, you love us so much. You love us so much and you love each of us equally, but you love each of us uniquely because you've cre created us in unique ways. We are all different. We all learn different. We all speak different. We act different. We think different. We all have uh, different personalities and strengths and weaknesses. We, you've created us that way and you created us to complement one another. That's why you created us to need one another. We, we don't do life alone. Uh, and so I thank you, Father, that for your love, your unique love, and the way <clears throat> you work with us is based on how you created us. And so you're so patient with us and so loving and gentle. All the fruits of the spirit that are in us were put in us by you. They are your attributes. They are the way you are, your character. You've put that on the inside of us. And so, Father, we ask that you would just show us more <clears throat> 
of how you created us to be. And, uh, we, we understand that you love us because you sent Jesus, uh, to die for us. And we, we see, uh, what he did and we see his example. He came to be an example to us. And because he submitted himself to you and, uh, we see how he did that. We see, we can do that. And so we submit our will to you today. We submit ourselves to your love. We thank you for your love, such great love you have for us. And so we thank you for that love. You keep showing us every day more and more how much you love and care for us. And we appreciate that. We appreciate that. And we don't easily forget. We keep your love in our hearts. It's been deposited by the Holy Spirit. Your, the Spirit of God himself uh, has poured out your love in us. And so we thank you for that. And so we grow and develop in this love. We don't just let it lay dormant or stagnant, but we uh, walk in your love. We develop and we grow in your love because we learn about it every day. And we practice your love with those around us in every situation that we're in. Uh, we thank you, Father, that we can walk out your love. We can practice love with those around us. We thank you, Father, for opportunities to get it right. We thank you for your direction, which brings protection to us. And we thank you for that. And so, Father, if we've missed it in any way, we repent. Uh, and we thank you for your forgiveness. We accept our cleansing. We receive it. And then we thank you, Father, that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And we have the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God is formed within us and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So we have the ability to walk in love with every single person in our lives. We have that ability. So we stir up the love of God today. We stir up your love that's within us today. Help us Holy Spirit to walk in the perfect kind of love. You said that we can so we can, we know we can. And so we thank you for it. We give you praise, honor, and glory today. Everything that we do and everything that we say, let it align with your word and your way in Jesus name, in Jesus name, in Jesus name. I thank you, Father God, all oh, for those situations, Father God, where love needs to shine through where love needs to be in the focus and forefront of it. I ask father God that you'll just shine a light on the love that you have put within us. You'll shine that light. So it's bright for all to see father God. And so that those that are around us don't run from us, but they run to us because they see your love. People should run to you because of your love. And we, we are examples in the flesh, just as Jesus came in the flesh. We are here on this earth in the flesh. And you said, as he is, so are we in this world. Examples of your love, examples of how you operate, examples of how you do things, examples of how you speak, examples of how you think. That is who we are on this earth. And so we thank you for opportunities to represent you. We are ambassadors of heaven and we want everybody to go to heaven. And so we are good 
and examples of, of who you are and what you do and what you say. And we thank you for helping us with this, Holy Spirit. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you at the store, in our homes, at our jobs, everywhere we go. We are examples of the love of Jesus and the grace of Jesus and the mercy of Jesus in Jesus name, in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, I know we say it a lot. We say it a lot that, uh, we, uh, are not perfect. We'll say that a lot. I would encourage you not to say that. (laughs) Don't say I'm not perfect, uh, because we are supposed to be striving for perfection as he is. So are we in this world? So I know, yeah, no, we miss it. We don't get it right. That's why we have that verse of scripture in the word of God. First John one, nine, you know, that's why we have it. Cause we know, uh, but we can go days without sinning. I don't know if you believe that or not, but you can. The day I found out that revelation, I was like, Oh, I don't have to sin. (laughs) It was big revelation for me. And I was older. I was in my twenties, late twenties. When I realized, wait a minute, I can go all day today without sinning. I can go all day. Cause I, I didn't, I, I guess I didn't know this. <laughs> and so we can, you, ha, you are graced to do that. You have the ability of God to do that. And if you stay in close fellowship with God, you can go all day without even having to say, Lord, forgive me for saying that Lord, forgive me for doing that. No, the Holy spirit will just convict you before you do it. He'll say, he'll prompt you. Ah, ah, ah slow your roll. (laughs) Don't say that. Uh, Don't do that or do this, do that. And if we'll listen to him, we can live a life like that. We can live a life in the spirit. It says, if you will live and walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Think about the lust. A lot of times people think the lust of the flesh, they automatically think sexual things. Oh, I got no, the lust of the flesh is overeating eating that second cookie when you shouldn't have. That's the lust of the flesh. You know, if you're working on something with your body, trying to be fit and healthy because the Lord has told you to, that's, that's, if you know to do something and you don't do it, the word says that's sin and eating a cookie may be sin for you. It's not for somebody else, but if the Lord told you, you need to watch what you do because your blood pressure or this or that, then it becomes sin to you. Maybe not someone else. And it's not your job to tell someone else, don't do this or don't do that. That's not your job. That's not my job. That's the Holy Spirit's job, but it it may be sin to you. It may be watching something that other people could watch, but you can't, you know, because the Lord told you, you can't, that these are things, the less of the flesh complaining, worrying, That's the lust of the flesh. The flesh desires anything. The flesh wants to do stay in bed all day. Yeah. Have anxiety or fear. Those are the lusts of the flesh. Those are the things that the flesh desires to do. Hate somebody. Talk bad about somebody. You know, hit somebody. (laughs) These are the lusts of the flesh. It's not just, you know, sexual things. You know, that's, that's part of it. But that's not what the lusts of the flesh are. It may be over shopping, spending money because, you know, that's what I do uh, when I get anxious and stuff. No, 
That that's that's the lust of the flesh. And if we'll walk in the spirit, we'll not give in to the lust of the flesh. The word tells us that. And so we have the word on it. So we just live a life in the spirit. How? Stay in close fellowship with the Lord all day long. When when we leave here together, just let the word of God speak to you. No, you can't always be speaking the word loudly, but you can be thinking about it in your mind. You can just be going over it in your mind. You're always thinking about something. Your brain is never turned off. You are always having thoughts. Every minute of every day, we are thinking thoughts. Well, when we get to the place that the thoughts that we think are on the word of God more than they are on other things, then we'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. <laughs> when we, we just got to, you know, okay, let's get this balanced here where we just start changing what we're thinking because we're thinking every single day. It's what we're thinking on that's giving us problems if we're having problems or it's what we're thinking on that's giving us victory. Amen. If we're having victory, it's the thoughts we're thinking because the thoughts are going to lead to what we say. And then what we say is going to lead to what we believe. And what we believe is going to be how we carry out our lives, how we act. Our beliefs drive our behaviors. Amen. Glory to God. So be filled with the spirit of God today and walk in love with every single person you come in contact with. Let the love of God flow through you because it's in you. Let it flow through you. Stay filled with the spirit and in the love of God and you'll have the victory today with whatever it is that you're facing in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you today. I love you and I will see you soon. Good morning, Kathleen. God bless you today. Hallelujah. Good morning to each of you. Maricon, we said good evening to you where you are there in the Philippines. I love you all. Y'all have an awesome